Greetings, friends. Welcome to the Pin Tool Podcast. My name is Al Wayman, owner of Creek Road Pottery in Laceyville, Pennsylvania, next to the cold Tuscarora Creek. Pull up your chair around the wheels. We discuss topics concerning the art and craft of pottery, good books, storytelling, marketing, and creating work that matters for folks who care. Greetings, friends. Uh, welcome back to another Pin Tool Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2. And time is flying by, Season 3, Episode 2 already. And the month of January is almost gone. The Tuscarora Creek is running real cold. We got about 6 inches of snow on the ground. And there's about the same amount on top of the pottery shop shed. So I've been doing direction setting, as you heard in the last episode. And I almost got all of that done. And I'm on a schedule with my planner. And I am getting ready to start making the pots. So I got into it a little bit later than I did last year. And um, I was doing some planning and writing and getting things organized and getting my cheap planner. Because as I said before, I didn't buy an expensive one. My cheap planner all filled out. So I had a blast doing a show with Jill, uh, my friend, who was doing a show called Winter Winter Wine Under the Waves Festival. <laughs> it was it was a wine festival down at the Steamtown Mall in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and it was crowded, friends, and all my ideal customers were there. All Mrs. Davises having fun with their friends, all dressed up to the nine, drinking wine, and spending money. But I went down with Jill to help her sell, and I did not have any mugs to sell. Had I brought beer mugs, had I got them through the kiln, would have been fine. But between work at the paper factory and all the direction setting and other things I was doing... Um, I did not want to rush the mugs through and put a lot of stress on myself. So I didn't get it done. But that wine festival happens three times a year. And I'm going to send pots with Jill because me helping her out, she decided she would sell some of my work uh, at the place she goes to, which is very kind of her. And we kind of work together. So um, I have her stuff up here when I do my shows. She takes my stuff with her. And it's a really nice collaboration. So we had fun doing that last night. The wine festival was from 7 to 10. We got home around midnight because we had to do breakdown. And uh, it was nonstop fun. Met a lot of people. Had a lot of great interaction. And Jill is a whiz at direct marketing. And she can talk up her product, invite people in. And uh, I was her assistant. I gave out little samples of maple syrup. And people enjoyed that. And we sold some maple syrup. 
sold some goat soap products, and we made out like bandits. And uh, I felt really good about being able to help Jill. And only a little bit bad that I was a moron and didn't get the big beer cups done because I think people would have liked some bigger containers than they even had. So <laughs> it just didn't happen. So it's just been cold and I've been doing some cleaning and getting ready to throw. Got to do the Valentine bases still. Got to do the beer mugs still. And just after Valentine's Day, there's another show in Dushore, Pennsylvania. It's the Wine and Chocolate Festival. And Jill and my wife are going to that for fun. So I'm going to send pots with my wife and Jill. So hopefully I can get something nice done. I want to do wine cups and then get some beer mugs made for that. So that'll be... So that'll be coming up. I gotta get the kilns warmed up. Got snow on the kilns. Had covers on them. But uh, I need to get the covers off, get them warmed up, and get ready to do a firing next week if I can get the beer mugs thrown tonight, which is Sunday night, or Monday night, tomorrow night. But I plan to do throwing tonight. Plan to get into it. Need to... Check my wheel, make sure everything's going good. Need to put some hot water in the throwing pail because it's a bit chilly in the studio. Got a big buddy down there, big buddy heater, and I use LP gas to heat the place up and uh, works out great. I have one for the, the little shop for my shows. Got the bunny trail coming up in March, so I need products for that. And I'm trying to get on a throwing schedule. And that's one of the things I've been trying to work on. I started some new things. I, I, got the, I got the Pottery Pen Pal program up on the website. So if you want to write me a letter, I'll write you back. The information's all there on the Creek Road Pottery Pen Pal program. It's in the drop-down menu if you look on the website. Gives you my address. You can... You can send me, send me a letter in old-timey fashion, right? Put a stamp on it, walk it to the mailbox, and then wait in anticipation, and, I, and I'll write you back. I usually, I usually try to get to the letters um, twice a month, so usually every other Monday I send some out. I've got a stack right here. sent out nine um, at the beginning of the month, and I have another five or six to send out handwritten. Just include your address, right? Some address so that I can write back and say hi to you. So I also been doing Pottery Dailies, which is just normal kind of journaling every day. And it's a practice that I wanted to do and I've been doing in my book, but I also wanted to put it up because I thought others might want to read it and see what I'm thinking about, right? It's bad writing, right? Because I'm not a writer, I'm a potter. But I'm trying to get all the bad writing out of the way so that I can make room for the good writing. It's just like the pots you need to throw to get all the bad pots out of the way so you can make room, right, for the good pots. So I've been doing that. And uh, if you'd like to journal, uh, check out my journal that I made. The um, 
My Pottery Journal. It's on Amazon, and um, it's only a few bucks for putting it together. And you can order that on Amazon. So check that out on my website, too. Yes, I'm, I'm throwing sales pitches in here. Another thing I did was uh, got on a schedule for doing pottery updates and uh, my storylines included with those updates. I, I love writing fiction stories. I've been writing fiction stories about the area, my hometown, Laceyville, and um, for the last two years. So I got another story up and I got another update. Another one will be coming in two weeks. And this last update was on the Christmas and New Year's season. And also the story about Hobo Smokey going to visit his daughter and granddaughter up in Athens, New York. And he carves her a little doll, his little granddaughter. It's the cutest thing, so go check that story out on my website, creekrollpottery.com. So, as promised... What I'm going to do in this episode is talk about a tad more about direction setting and planning. And this is more in line with product planning. And we, we did product design, right? But this is product planning for your, for your business. And it's something that you should probably do, and it's very helpful. And there's a free course by Steve Blank. I'm going to put... In the show notes so be sure to check that out he's had that up for a long time but it was an excellent class I went through it a few times and usually during direction setting each year I go check that out just to review and to use the uh, techniques that he uses and those techniques one of them is called the business model canvas and in the next segment, we'll get into what the Business Model Campus is. I'm probably the only pottery podcast that talks about this, right? The Business Model Canvas. And it breaks down your business into all the key elements, right? And this is all the information that you collected, that you went out and left the building for, to collect. You didn't look on Pinterest and you didn't look at what other people were doing, right? Because everybody already has that. And what everybody else is doing is, is boring, right? So you can go out and talk to people and find unique things on how to design your, your pots and how to gear your business towards those things and to put everything in the proper categories to better see the overall vision of where you'd want to be. So, go grab a coffee. We'll, we'll hang out in the pottery office, right? So get a coffee. There's plenty of room in the pottery office for you. Come on back, and we'll pull up a chair, and we'll sit around, and we'll go over the business model canvas by uh, Steve Blank. All right, friends, welcome back and pull up a chair. There's plenty of room in the old pottery office. You might hear the wind howling a little bit outside. It's freezing out there, but it's warm in here. Don't worry. So 
What I wanted to talk about is the business model canvas by Steve Blank. And Steve Blank, he was an entrepreneur and business uh, professor. And he wrote the owner's startup manual, which is an excellent manual on starting up a business. But in there, he talked about the business model canvas. And it's a type of outline that he used to segment the different parts of his business so you know what to work on when. And we're going to go over those. Oh yeah, that coffee's good. So we're going to go over those. And there's a whole bunch of sections to this. And we're going to go over each one. So the business model canvas, the first one is key partnerships. This is all the partnerships and networking um, that makes your business successful where you need other people to help you, right? So shipping and post office and all that would go under here. People you pick to help. Uh, for me, you know, I put the shipping and pirate ship and all those third-party uh, subscriptions that I have for the marketing stuff and the uh, chat GPT subscriptions, all of that, right? So if you use websites like uh, Notion and the uh, maybe you have a subscription to, uh, you know, some art websites where you do your printmaking and your advertising stuff, you would put that there. Key partnerships. And, and also I have here uh, collaborations that I do with other artists and the artist tours. So that would be, that would be for me. But for you, it would be something different, right? Key activities. These are everything that make the business run. It's pottery design, glazing glaze techniques, firing and firing techniques, managing the studios, workshops. And uh, if I gave a class, creating and updating uh, the blog and writing, doing this podcast and producing it. Organizing and participating in, in the local trails, collaborations, and art tours. So anything that you do that is business-related, that is actionable, would be in the activities. Activities. So you got key resources. The studio, wood kiln, all your equipment, um, pottery making tools and materials, digital programs and platforms. Right? So all the things that are important that actually run. And so if you had glazed raw materials, your clay, your clay um, stores and shops would be your key partnerships. So they'd be under the other thing. But the key resources would be, you know, clay and glazed raw materials, LP gas for firing, and also uh, tools for maintenance, right? Got to do maintenance. Value propositions. Value propositions or are um, what value do you put into your product, and how do you how, how do you add value to your product, and how do you get across that story? So unique themes, the story behind each piece. For me, uh, finished work, uh, the handmade pottery, and 
maybe charity work and the gift that you give back through teaching and helping in the community and the educational aspect through your work workshops and classes. So value proposition could be anything like, oh, you know, I make my handles big because you can put your whole hand through it. And that's one value proposition I have for my mug. That's a simpler uh, example. But potters and, and sellers, they come up with all kinds of value propositions. And so think about what makes your pots special and what makes your pot different from everybody else and what value does it have. And you can put it under the value propositions. Customer relationships. Personalized engagement with customers. Just talking. I was out with Jill talking. Interactions. Understanding the customer's story and the story they tell themselves and the story they tell about you. Right? So that would be under customer relationships. Online interaction through social media, your blogs, podcasts, whatever you might have. And however you put yourself out there. Through advertising. Uh, with me in the trails, do two trails a year that's advertised in print that's separate from the local business trails. So I have the, uh, the fall show, open house studio, and I have an open house studio spring that's coming up in March. So that would be under customer relationships because you're building community through that. Channels. Uh, these are all the ways that you show yourself to others, right? Galleries, shops for dis distribution, online platforms, uh, your blog, your podcast, whatever you do, social media for marketing and customer engagement, and then physical presence in the local art tours and exhibitions, right? So your channels are all the things that you do to tell the world what you do. Customer segments. These are all the different types of customers you have. Here at the Pottery, I have three for the most part. And I, you heard me talk about it. Uh, Mrs. Davis, she's a middle-class lady who loves spending money on herself, loves going out with her friends, loves kitchenware, bakeware, and anything blue, home decor stuff, and... Uh, She'll buy right up, right? Also, uh, Wet Shave Jimmy. Wet Shave Jimmy loves wet shave stuff. He loves the bowls and the brushes and the little shave kits I make. And then I have some people who use the mugs for coffee and beer drinking. So that's just three customer segments that I have. And so you may have different ones, but knowing your customer segments helps you to create work for those specific areas or segments, right? So if you don't know your customer segments, uh, you should figure that out. Cost structure, uh, material costs. So this is where you do your cost analysis. And we talked about that in the last episode. And you can download the free cost analysis worksheet that I have on my website. And you can use that to figure out your cost structure. So also your studio maintenance would be under that. Operational costs, marketing, promotional costs, 
costs associated with hosting your website, also costs with classes and workshops. So I want to stop here for a second and talk about this. So knowing your cost structures uh, is, is very important. Number one, it helps you to know if you're getting paid or not, right? Are you charging enough? And also, it helps you to do what not what some people may not do, is to figure out opportunity costs. Like, just because something sounds, sounds good may not be the best thing to do, right? So, if you know your cost, you can use cost structure and cost analysis to figure out what something actually would be. I might not run a print ad because a print ad is like $123. How many people actually seen it? How many people actually responded to it? And is it worth it to me to do that in time and energy and getting the word out? So, so that's just one example. It could be anything. Like anything that sounds good that you want to try, run it through your cost structure and cost analysis to be sure that you know the opportunity cost, what it's going to be, and will it be worth it. So you don't get in the woods and in the weeds on something you thought was simple, but it was not, right? And it ended up costing you tons of time, stress, money, and anxiety in the end because you didn't figure out your cost structure and your opportunity cost around that. Then you have revenue streams. Um, this is the last one. So the revenue streams are um, sales of your, your handmade and any way that you bring in revenue from the pottery. Revenue from classes, workshops, possible income from blog and podcast. I don't monetize um, the blog or the podcast. Sales through galleries and the shops. And there's also maybe some other ways people raise money um, to bring into their business. So all of that, what I just mentioned, uh, I'll put a free link so that you can download Business Model Canvas, the framework, and you can fill out all the sections and kind of have an outline of your business if you fill those sections in. So it takes a lot of time up front, but it gives you a snapshot of your business because because you want to be informed, right? You want to make good decisions. And if you get it done, you'll be able to make good decisions and better decisions earlier, right? Rather than hurrying into something. Because you may not need to say yes to things as much, right? You, you might be able to say no more and to free up time because you know the opportunity cost and you know where your business is at because you mapped it out using the Steve Blank business model canvas. So that's kind of the overview of the business model canvas. And also, I wanted to say, I know I'm dragging this out, but the business model canvas can also be used for working projects. So if I have a new I don't know, cake platter or... No, stay away from cake platters, right? Stay away from cake platters. We're, we're, we'll do pie plates, right? 
She's got a new pie plate coming out. I'm going to go talk to people about what they thought a good pie plate might be, right? I might talk to a whole bunch of people. I'm not going to talk to my friends. I'm going to talk to people who I don't know and who I think would use pie plates. And I would be like, hey, you bake pies. Maybe that's some show, right? They, they don't know you from, from Adam or Eve, right? So that's how you get good information because your friends and family, they lie to you, right? Because they, they don't want to hurt your feelings. So they kind of skew the information, you know. They, they sometimes aren't being truthful. So if you ask a stranger, it's no, it's no skin off their back, right? So they will tell you. And then you can begin to fill out the business model canvas with the information you get back from when you talk to people. And you can learn how to build your pie plate and add things in there that can end up being cost savings, that can end up being a whole new revenue channel, that can end up being um, uh, a value proposition by just the way you build it. You know, if Mrs. Davis says, man, you know, like, I, I kind of like how the strap handle looks, but it just gets in the way. You know, like, if you could do this or that, you know, that would be great. Well, make up a this or that and then see how she likes it. And then when you make a run of 20 or 30 of those things, what she suggested could very well be a value proposition that makes your product different than everybody else's. And they would buy yours, I'm sure. Because anybody else could get one at Walmart, right? So no need to make pots for everybody. But having really good value propositions and being able to sell your work and talk about it and why it came the way it did and how you came about the idea are all things that you can use to sell your work. So go and download that business model canvas. Uh, I'll put the, put, the, put the link in the show notes, right? I'm also going to connect the Steve Blank workshop or class. It's all free. I think it's on Udemy, And uh, he, he's a great guy. And um, the way he thinks about business uh, really helped me uh, start up the pottery and, and think about it. And I filled out the business model canvas, not only for the pottery, filled it out for making shave bowls and a few other items I sell here, right? Because Mrs. Davis came down and I was able to ask her some questions when I'm out at shows, when I'm out helping Jill, right? I can ask questions. I asked a lot of questions um, last night. Got some great feedback. Um, hopefully it wasn't because they were, they were drunk from the wine, but I'm going to use what a few of those people said to kind of make some some changes to my products and to make something else. So hopefully you all have a good uh, good January and the next podcast should be uploaded if on time in two weeks. So be well friends and take care of yourselves. Keep making work that matters uh, for folks who care. And ask, who's it for? What's it for? And will they miss you if you are gone?
All right, be well. <laughs>